Welcome to Season 5 of the For Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Wilcoxon, and one of the lay elders here at Redemption Church Gateway. This season, we're going to interview members of our elder team and their wives. Elders were mentioned throughout the Old Testament, yet were established as an official office within a local church by Paul in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1 of the New Testament. The Bible will also use the words pastor, shepherd, elder, overseer interchangeably for the same role. Each season of life and cultural shift brings new opportunities and challenges for the leadership of any church, and we here at Redemption Church Gateway are no different. As we continue to navigate change while being faithful to Jesus, it made sense for our congregation to get to know the elder team on this season of the podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Robert and Sherry Horn. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jeffrey. All right. Tell us a little bit about your family, how long you've been married, how many kids. Yeah. Um, Did you want to start? We've been married 22 years and two kids, one 19-year-old daughter and 11-year-old son. Mm. Any pets? Any pets? Yes, we do have a pet. Uh, we have a dog that I got. We did not name the dog, but his <laughs> name is Deuce, and uh, he is outliving his life expectancy. He's a Springer Spaniel, and he's around 16 years old, we wow. think. And so we're just, uh, you know, kind of, he's just holding on. So, <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys grow up having pets? Um, I did have, like, a dog and a hamster and um, I think there was some birds at one point, but it was just kind of intermittent. Like, I wouldn't say we were pet people growing up. Yeah. Sherry? Yeah. We had dogs and a rabbit and dogs and a rabbit and birds and a goat at one point. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> In Tempe, which is... So no chickens. So you haven't got onto the chicken no craze? craze? No. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> so how did you guys meet? So Sherry and I went to uh, school together from junior high on, um, but we didn't really connect in junior high. And then in high school, we didn't really um, connect either. Matter of fact, we would kind of had a, um, a playful dislike for one another, I would say. <laughs> uh, right? I don't know if it was playful. But oh, yeah. oh, oh, no. <laughs> it was more serious. You know. <laughs> but, uh, um, but we had some mutual friends and things like that. And then, um, and then probably senior year, we... Uh, hung out a little bit more just from a friend of mine um, that was interested in Sherry. And so uh, um, we got to know each other a little bit. And then um, then a little bit after high school, uh, we got a little more serious. Wow. And who, who liked who first? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think I probably, I liked him first, actually. Yeah. Probably, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, so how long did you guys date before getting engaged? Oh, my goodness. Um so our engagement was a little tricky. Um, I wasn't well liked by the um, by the in-laws or the future in-laws, and so we dated for was three it three years? years? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were pretty serious. Um, I mean, we were going through a lot of uh, I don't know. You could say family drama together as we were dating and things like that. So we were pretty serious and we kind of knew where things were headed, but um, we were trying to be pretty cautious as well, just because of some of the tension that was uh, within the family. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a short engagement. We were only engaged four months, but we dated. Yeah. Yeah. Three years before we got married. So what, what was the tipping point when Sherry's parents like, okay, you're, you're good to go. You guys can move forward and get married. Uh, it still hasn't happened yet. <laughs> oh, so, and uh, they're no longer with us. Uh, so, yeah. Oh. So. Yeah, no, that they weren't in attendance. Ah, yeah. got it. Yeah. 
And uh, and so you're engaged for four months, and then did you, and and this was all here in Arizona. Yes. Okay. And then uh, where'd you guys get married? Do you guys remember? So it's now some other uh, type of office building, but we got married up in Mesa at a place called the Fountains. It was like kind of a large house that was turned into a venue and had a nice pool area out back. And, nice. And so we got married outside, and it was a morning wedding, and and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We were in San Diego by dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Is that is that where you guys honeymooned? It was. Yep. Nice. And uh, any uh, like anything that was any kind of funny stories from the from the wedding um, ceremony or or reception? Uh, I don't think anything funny. Neil Pitchell married us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, there's a little bit of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that great. He did great. Yep. <laughs> but I will say though, the honeymoon was a little bit um, concerning because we we learned. Uh, you know, you're used to sleeping in your own bed and everything like that. But uh, when two people get into a bed, the temperature changes in the room drastically. And so one of us was very hot and the other was very cold. And I just didn't think this was going to work out. Like, oh, no. I don't know how in the world, like, I can I'm sleep. assuming you're the hot bodied and yes. she's the cold body. Yeah. I so. think we both woke up thinking... Uh uh-uh, uh, this isn't gonna work. Oh no! Yeah, it's like, <laughs> because of temperature. Yeah, I was cranking it down, and she was getting freezing, and I was hot, and I was like, "Oh man, maybe that whole I love Lucy bed arrangement's the way to go at that point," you know. So, but separate beds and separate air conditioning, yeah, separate so, rooms. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I didn't know that part. So I'm it. assuming you've figured this out. You've been married for a while. Have you figured out the temperature thing, or is this still an ongoing we discussion? Have heated blankets. Oh, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting we're getting it more dialed in. It's been twenty two years, but we're getting it more dialed in now. But I don't know if we'll ever get there. But you know, it's like sanctification, right? It's a process. It's a process. Oh gosh, that is so great. What an interesting story. I love that. So, did you guys both grow up in the church? I did not. Oh, okay. I grew up in the Catholic Church. Um, I went to just the standard Catholic Church for. Most of my life, and then in high school, we ended up going to, um, I don't know what it's called now, but at the time it was called a Pope Pius X version of the Catholic Church, where they still did the Latin oh, wow. mass, and you wore the um, veils and, and all of that. So Yeah, and so how long did you stay in that church before you decided to pursue Christianity? And, and what was that moment like? Um, so I stayed in that church until... I moved out, mm. um, which I moved out at 18. And then um, I still continued going to the more mainstream Catholic church for, um, gosh, a year probably, maybe a couple of years at yeah. that point. And then um, at that point I had lost relationship with my family, and so mm. um, there was a salvation moment at that point, and... <laughs> So, yeah. What, so, yeah. So how did God kind of break through? Was it through a friend? Was it through? So um, I had had people growing up in my life, always telling me about who God was and what he thought of me. And, um, but I didn't really feel like I needed it because I think the thing that I worshiped was my family. Mm. And so having lost that, it was, um, I didn't know where to go. Yeah. And so um, it really was kind of a moment between God and I where I just felt like God was saying, hey, I'm your dad. Yeah. I'm here for you. And so um, 
yeah, I remember telling Robert, I think, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to change. Wow. You know, the other church. And yeah. It was a big moment. What, so, I mean, how did your family take that news that you were leaving the Catholic church and um, pursue Christianity? I only had a relationship with a couple of them. Mm. I have a pretty large family. Yeah. Um, She's the baby of 12 kids. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so most of them already weren't talking to me. So mm. that didn't change anything. Um, the ones that were actually were really great. Yeah. Yeah. Really supportive and... Um, so what was it like the first year in a Christian church and worshiping and, and hearing stories and maybe hearing maybe sermons in English now or in, instead of the what? sermons were always in English. Oh, in okay. That one, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I thought it was more fun. Yeah. <laughs> was there anything else that just kind of surprised you? Cause I, I'm assuming being in, being raised in kind of the Catholic tradition, there's things you may have heard of or, or maybe misconceptions about the Christian church and then, like, were there any misconceptions that were kind of um, dispelled or kind of like, oh, okay, I didn't know that a Christian church or Christianity kind of believes this or, like, anything, like, really stood out to you? Uh, gosh, it, it feels like it was such a gradual process. Mm. Um, and I think growing up with Christian friends, I didn't – so, I no, I don't think any surprises. No, yeah. Um, you know, I know one thing that was – that was a really new to me was the idea of raising your hands in church. Mm. Um, and in the Catholic church, they'll do that during one point. It's, it's part of the, part of one of the songs. Um, but my family never did. So it was, so we even avoided it there. And so then to be here and yeah, I remember the first time that I felt God moving me to actually worship the way that he's calling me specifically to. And it was like, Oh, this is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? So. Yeah. Now, and and then like the that concept of kind of works versus grace, like was that kind of eye opening or did it's did just God just kind of work in your heart where you're like that makes sense, like grace, like I don't have to work for his sal- yeah. for my salvation. It's through Christ and Christ alone. Yeah, I think um, I was growing up super confident to the point of arrogance, mm-hmm. um, and I felt like. Of course I'll get into heaven. People like me. <laughs> I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah. And recognizing my need for salvation so deeply, that was new. Um, and I don't know that I would say that that was a Catholic thing as much as a Sherry thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, recognizing I need a Savior because I'm broken. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Robert, when she came to you and said, hey, I'm, th- I'm thinking about converting what would you what did you think or what was your initial reaction yeah I mean I was uh really excited you know it, like Sherry said it was kind of this gradual process with her you could just kind of like see her like kind of moving in a direction and not really knowing like what the Lord's doing in her heart and and uh and so yeah it was uh it was super exciting you know because like obviously we were on the path to um, you know, getting married and, you know, I didn't want to be, um, um, unequally yoked in, in, in that fashion, but yet kind of already felt like the ship had sailed, like I was going to marry her and, you know, so, you know, and, and kind of letting myself, uh, go down that path. 
and uh, kind of seeing the Lord work in her heart, which at the time now I look back, I don't believe I was really even saved at that time, mm. you know, but yet knew the gospel very well and, and things like that. And so seeing her go through that, I think um, one of the one moment that I remember, and I'm sure Sherry does as well, is uh, the first time she decided to take communion and just uh, just felt like kind of a like a a moment that could be like a tipping mo- moment one way, and I I'd probably let you share that. But yeah, do you remember that moment? Yeah, I think I was I was wearing a light colored dress, and I think I was nervous and making that like okay, this is I'm making this choice now. And anyways, I think I held the cup too tightly, and it broke. Oh and no! So I had grape juice on my dress, and oh. I was like, "This is God saying I'm wrong." <laughs> and so, but I remember talking to Robert's dad and. He said, honey, this might actually be, like, not God, but mm. maybe the enemy challenging this because you are you are coming to God. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, Robert, you grew, did you grow up in the church? But it seemed like you were saying you may, maybe grew up in, a, a, in the church, but maybe at that time really weren't a believer. Yeah. So, Sherry and I both are native Arizonans, and, uh, and so I grew up uh, here. And so my parents were... Um, we were pretty much regular attenders, you know, the different seasons of life, you know, but, um, but yeah, we grew up going, or I grew up anyways. Uh, my earliest memory of church was a little church called the church on mill, a little Baptist church there. So, um, um, and, uh, then we ended up going to Bethany community church cause uh, I kind of grew up in that area there in that little block. And so, yeah, we were always a part of church. Um, I was a pretty shy, timid kid. So like, youth group and stuff like that. Like I like, Nope, I'm not doing that. But, you know, but did go to Sunday school and things like that growing up and then would sit in the congregation and, and those things. So, um, yeah, at like seven years old, I, you know, said the sinner's prayer and, um, was baptized at church. My dad baptized me and, uh, and I did, I wholeheartedly believe that God was real and Jesus was real and, um, and, um, really started to learn and, and things of that nature. But, um, as life went on, um, I think uh, my my experience uh, would prove that it was probably more of just kind of head knowledge and, and uh, that he wasn't really like the Lord of my heart yet. Um, but definitely I believe the seed was planted because I never had doubt of, um, of God and, and what Jesus did and those things. And so, um, and so my early childhood life, I let uh, just different things like shame just cripple me and uh, hinder my um, prayer life and things like that. So I went most of my high school um, time not even praying because I felt like, man, I just got to, like, get get back right, start doing the right things. And, you know, not that I felt like I needed to earn God's love, but I needed to be serious in my heart. And, and I just kept waiting for these milestones in my life to provide that, you know, whether it was, um, um, you know, getting out of high school, getting married, you know, having, you know, it's just like, what, you know, what is that moment that's going to be like, all right, I'm serious now, you know? And so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, kind of a different process. So meeting Sherry, uh, you know, I was sharing the gospel of course, and we did have a couple little conversations with her dad and things, but I think that was kind of the main reason why, um, we weren't real accepted as a couple in the family was just the threat of um, me pulling her out of the family, pulling her out of the Catholic church. And which I can totally understand, like 
you know, that's, that's a hard thing to swallow. I'm sure for any parent, especially watching their kids walk away from the faith that they yeah. be true. So, so I can definitely have, um, some sympathy towards that, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, that was kind of interesting, and um, sorry, I'm losing a little track here. But are we talking about my testimony now? Or well, yeah, you're, you're. I mean, you're on it. So, I mean, tell us, tell us anything more about just how God gripped your heart and showed you the gospel. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I always, you know, from a young age, really believed the truth, you know. And so, um, I guess not fully, but but um, but the story of the gospel. And so, um, man, I think it was probably maybe a little bit before, but probably about the time our oldest child, Ashley, was born. Um, just some different things started happening. And I remember we were going to East Valley Bible Church, um, and our, our daughter was born uh, three months premature. And so we were, you know, at, at, at the time, kind of having to isolate ourselves a little bit just for illnesses and things like that, not going to church and stuff. But, um, but Anyways, that's kind of a side story there, but, um, but I really started becoming convicted that, um, well, I'll tell you what really convicted me is I saw God really take a hold of Sherry's heart Mm. and started making some big changes in her in ways that, um, you know, I was in the marriage when we first got married, um, I was a follower, um, didn't want to be like the leader. And I think Sherry was just kind of a natural leader and, you know, and, and those type of things. And so I was, um, just really allow, allowing things in our marriage and stuff to, to come between us, uh, because of that, because I wouldn't stand up for certain things and set boundaries and, and things like that. So I was, um, um, just kind of seeing that. And then, and obviously, uh, it was starting to produce a lot of tension in the marriage, you know, and, there was a point where things were getting really bad, but then I think just seeing God do an awesome change in Sherry's heart, not that Sherry was the broken one by any means. Like I was the one kind of creating this environment and just seeing like, she's a new person. Mm. And there was a point in life where it was like, I don't think I've ever experienced that. And like really questioning, like, who am I? Like, am I saved? Does God like, what is this? And then I remember there was a point, um, I was at work and I work in, a in a, um, um, an environment where, you know, go in in the middle of the night and, and, um, in a crew environment where we would take outages on customers and things like that. And so we were getting ready to take an outage on a customer, uh, cause I work in the electric industry. And, um, I remember just drawing on a napkin, not an artist at all, but just messing around driving, drawing Bob and Larry, from VeggieTales, because uh, Ashley watched a lot of VeggieTales growing up. So, um, but um, and one of the guys said, "What is that?" And another guy commented, "Like, oh, that's a religious cartoon." And uh, then somebody laughed and said, "Oh yeah, now you're going to tell me you go to church, right?" You know, and they kind of laughed. And at that moment, like my heart kind of broke because it's like, mm. there's no like, you know, there's just like just felt like that moment, like like where God's saying, like, I never knew you. Yeah. And so it was, it was really heartbreaking. And so, uh, during that course, it was probably a span of a week or three. Um, I remember, um, sitting under the teaching of Tom Schrader at, uh, East Valley Bible church here. That used to be a church here. And, um, and, uh, he did a sermon on Facebook, 
plus works mm. out of the book of James. And, uh, that kind of wrecked me for about a week. And, uh, and then that's just when God grabbed a hold of my heart and, um, never looked back. Yeah. You know? Wow. You touched on a little bit. Um, how, how have you seen God kind of, um, grow you through your marriage? Oh man. I mean, for me, it's been exponentially, but I don't know. Um, I'll let Sherry. Yeah, I think very significantly in the beginning mm. when I was really relying on him to tell me my worth and to, um, which a human can never do that enough, right? And so, um, yeah, and always having to come back to who am I outside of him. Um, so that was that was big, and I think. I think currently um, Robert's so even keeled and he's so patient and he's so, um, and so just, and he balances me in that way. And so being able to see um, him reflect God like that and remind me in ways I don't sometimes, he doesn't remind me, but God reminds me through his <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, patience and stuff of, yeah. Robert, anything you would expand in terms of how God has used your marriage to help you grow? Oh, man. So when I, I grew up, I was just a very shy and timid kid. And my, my parents were amazing. I mean, they were just so great. And, uh, you know, and they were um, just real loving. And, and you know, and, and uh, so in a lot of ways, I was just kind of allowed to be who I was, you know, and which was really cool. And so, um, but even... Um, getting into adulthood, I, I remember like being a part of our first Bible study and like, I wouldn't want to look anybody in the eyes and I couldn't hardly, um, speaking in a room of people would just be a, not a thing, you know? And so I always just had fear going into new environments, new things like that. And so, uh, but Sherry's just, uh, such an encourager and like, I, I just love the way, uh, God has gifted her. Like she's, she's really good at like making very thoughtful decisions like um and pretty quickly and it's like but it's one of those things where like it's i i just like in awe of that like i would just love to have uh that ability you know and so just kind of watching her and her encouraging me and different things it's like really helped me grow a lot i mean obviously seeing god just grip her heart and soften her heart like just the just the way he did that and and um just really blessed me to actually become more of a, a partner in our marriage and, um, and, um, not such a follower and things like that. And then I just think even in my like, uh, career and things at church and things like that, just her encouragement along the way, just, um, um, I would have never stepped out of my comfort zone, you know, like, uh, whether it was at work and different uh, leadership positions or, at church and different ministries we've been a part of if it wasn't uh, just for her and what she's done. Mm. So, and I just really thank God for putting her in my life and, and uh, just feel like, you know, like those rough edges that, you know, we have, it's like, so well, such a blessing that God puts that spouse there to just kind of like kind of sand him away, but it isn't always easy. That's for sure. But it has been such an amazing blessing for my life. And, and I think just together, just what God has brought together has just been uh, so fun. And uh, our marriage went from like like 
really scary and turbulent at the beginning where we didn't think it was going to last to like, I just can't believe what a friend that God has provided me. Yeah. And, and I know she feels the same way. We just feel super close and blessed. So praise God. Yeah. So Robert, what do you do for a career? So I work for one of the power utilities and, uh, I been there, um, pretty much ever since I think I only had one other job that wasn't at SRP. What was the other job? Uh, Chapman Chevrolet. I was a parts picker. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, just for a little bit, I had a buddy there. So we picked parts for other, um, other dealerships and the proving grounds when it was still here, which is now Eastmark, I believe. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, no, but I, uh, I got to do a little, uh, high school internship between my junior and senior year at the power company and went on uh, what they call a line crew. So, um, we're not, not necessarily electricians, but, uh, the guys who build the power lines on the side of the road, you see, or underground or whatever. And so, uh, I just kind of fell in love with that trade being there. It was, uh, um, definitely a weird experience for a high school kid. That's pretty shy, but to go out in this construction environment, but, um, so yeah. And so, um, I tried to do a little college after high school, but I was like, I got to go back to that. So I went back and, uh, did an apprenticeship there. It was a four year apprenticeship and became, uh, what's known as a journeyman lineman. And, uh, so did that for a while and then just kind of worked my way, um, into a management position there. So right now I work for, uh, uh, the maintenance division on the distribution. Um, and so, um, obviously we, we maintenance all the, all of our distribution, uh, system. And then obviously when storms hit or anything, somebody runs over a device and, um, our, uh, we have a team that goes out and kind of triages the work. And if it's kind of something big that needs to be done, then one of our, uh, crews will go out and get the lights back on. So <laughs> summers can be a little busy, but it, it's a lot of fun and I've really just enjoyed the career, but I think I've been there 20, 24 years now. Wow. Something like that. So it's not a nine to five. Like it could happen. You could get a call any, any time, any day, weekends, nights, holidays. Yeah. It's, it is more of a nine for five for a guy like me. Like it's the folks actually out there that do work, uh, that uh, actually have to be out there and, and working long hours. But, um, but yeah, over the summer, it keeps me up. I think this week I was up all night one of these nights this week. And oh my. this hasn't been much sleep with the storms we had yeah. uh, earlier in the week. So, yeah, it, uh, it, it gets pretty busy when, when the winds come. So what are typical questions people ask when they find out your, the, you know, the role that you have? Um, any any kind of questions they they like to uh, you know point at you or any misconceptions not a whole lot i think the biggest misconception is um is uh when folks hear that i was a lineman or something that it kind of relates to being an electrician so i get sometimes i'll get electrician questions and i don't think i'm smart enough to be an electrician <laughs> so uh so i can uh, hack my way through some jobs but uh but yeah, I, I feel like I'm uh, I'm letting people down sometimes. It's like I would love to help you, but I don't know code inside buildings and things like that. So I could probably get something going, but uh, the city might uh, might not appreciate my work. You know, yeah. So, but so Sherry, while uh, Rob is trying to keep the lights on for everybody, uh, what does your week look like? So I get to stay home. So um, yeah, I probably have the dream schedule. I'm <laughs> taken our youngest to school and picking them up. And, um, I do a little bit, I'm on the counseling team here at church. So, um, I do a little bit of that. Um, 
but no, yeah, I think I have the dream job. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was a dream job. I remember uh, <laughs> she got put on bed rest at one point, and I was like, this is tough. I can't wait to go back to work. Like, uh. Well, uh, as we say in the Wilcoxon home, uh, know your role, play your position. And yeah. so she knows her role, she knows her position, and she sees that as a, a job, dream job. That's awesome. What do you guys like to do for fun as a couple or as a family? Sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, I, we're pretty low-key folks, you know, so we um, usually uh, just like to kind of just hang out and take it easy. I mean, we love uh, going on vacations, but we're usually uh, kind of save our money and do like one big vacation for the year, and, and we don't do many little trips uh, too often, and so we like doing that. We like to, um, yeah, I think just kind of hang out. And yeah, we'll watch movies and yeah. um he and I like to go hiking. I don't know that the kids enjoy that, but um, yeah, vacations and movies. Yeah. And what was your last uh, big trip? The last big trip as a family, we did Disneyland uh, for. I think we did five days in the park, which I don't know if I'd recommend to most people. That was a little <laughs> bit much. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, during COVID. We were um, well before COVID. We were all planning a big cruise, so that's what we were going to do. And then, of course all of that got um, shut down. And so we kept trying to reschedule and at a point we talked to the kids and they're just like, yeah, we're just kind of giving up hope that that, you know, when, when that'll happen. And so we, we shifted to Disneyland. So we did, uh, yeah, we, we uh, stayed at the California grand and, and uh, we kind of figured that'd be our last big trip as a whole family unit. I mean, we'll hopefully have some more, but with Ashley uh, getting up there and, and uh, kind of working into launching into life and in that transition process, we knew the the kind of the years ahead were sacred, and so we wanted to try to do something fun. So, yeah, we did. So we went to Disneyland. Great. Do you guys have a trip uh, planned uh, in the future? We do. We're going in April to the Caribbean on Ooh. a cruise ship. Wonderful. Nice. You have, have you guys done cruises before? Yeah, we uh, we've done a few. What What is it about cruises that you like? Maybe different for all of us, but I really think we just like the, well, for me, just like being on a ship, being out at sea, and um, then there's all kinds of entertainment and food and things going on, so. What about you, Sherry? What do you like about being on a cruise? Anything on the ocean. Really? Yeah. Oh. I love the ocean, the beach, and. So wildlife. Yeah. She loves wildlife. I do love wildlife. Have you seen any, anything good on the, out in the ocean? Have you seen, like, any whales or dolphins or um, sharks? We did see... Oh, we saw a whale on our last cruise. We saw flying fish, which wow. I'd never seen that before. So I thought people were skipping ice off of their balconies because <laughs> that's just what it looked like. Wow. But that was cool. Um, we saw sea turtle. No, we saw, yeah, we saw sea, turtle. sea turtle, manatee. Wow. Uh, yeah. Not um, manatee, manta, manta ray, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we have two categories for uh, elders here. Um, we have staff elders who they're they're pastors who are on staff um and then we have lay elders who have careers outside of work and they volunteer their time to be part of the leadership team um so we've already talked about your career uh, robert um you know what have you learned about kind of the church and uh, about yourself and just being part of kind of the the elder team here at redemption church gateway oh man it's it's been just such a, a huge blessing and 
and uh, a neat experience. And just, um, just, uh, I don't know. It's like it's just such a fun team. Like it's a large group of guys, and everybody's like different, but yet you just feel like the um, I don't know how to word it, but just the connection of the heart for the church. And, uh, and so it's like, it's just been neat to see, uh, what God's doing with those individuals. And, and, um, and I just like, even when we meet in our meetings and stuff, I just leave there so encouraged. And it's just like, man, like what a, what a neat group of people that God has brought together. And, and, uh, so I'm just super respectful of everybody there. And I just learned so much and just how people think and process and how God just like speaks through them. And so that's just been such a blessing to see. And I just think uh, just being a part of it has been um, a blessing on my life. You know, it's like I'm a pretty even kill guy, you know. And, and, and as we went through like some of these seasons, you know, from, you know, felt like moving into the new building to pandemic to, you know, I mean, there's just the whole thing. And just um, when everything felt so chaotic and yet we got in that room, there's just like this, just this piece of like, and God's real, like, it's just, it's just been incredible just to kind of see the steadiness of God in the hearts of these guys and the hearts of the church, um, even when things seem chaotic. And so it's just really uh, been neat just to see how God um, just moves and works through his people. And um, just uh, really, um, it's been a blessing and just being a part of this church and just the people here. It's, it's like, uh, it's just phenomenal. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think for me, it's just, um, obviously the different walks of life too, of, of the team and everybody's kind of, like you say, whether they're on staff or their families or, uh, the different roles people play, it's just, um, just really, um, a unique experience just to get to watch and be exposed to people who are like way smarter than you or way more like caring in you in ways and different ways just to see that and uh and just really strive to like look at the transformed lives in the rooms and like how god uses that to like transform you and want to make you like more like christ and so yeah it's just been really cool so when you joined the the elder team you weren't thinking we're going to be uh navigating and leading during a global pandemic like was there anything that surprised you about the team or just some of the decisions we had to make during that time as the leadership here at the church? Oh man, it feels like a blur now. You know, you start thinking of back, uh, back. I, I remember it was funny. I just remember being really surprised that we had that meeting right before the pandemic where we, I think we met, I, I don't know if it was the nook or the but, nook. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we were sitting in that room and we were like, we're going to stay open, you know, unless, you know, the other congregations decide to close or something and we'll need to, um, follow suit so we don't want to create some sort of tension there and and uh and just thinking like oh good we're gonna stay open and then probably within 30 minutes just uh, things were changing so fast it was like man we're we're actually gonna like not that the church is ever closed right you know but but our, our doors were going to be closed for service but you know and so it was just it was just really strange to to think about that and and at the time, just not knowing, like, all right, what's the next step? Because every seemed like, man, hourly, just things, uh, whether it was in our personal lives, work lives, or church lives, like things were just changing and just kind of wondering, like, 
oh man, you know, what's next? But, um, so, well, I'm glad that we didn't, uh, do our uh, elder meetings very long over zoom. Cause that was no fun at all. I mean, you really lose the proximity and you just lose something by not being together in the same room when we were trying to pray and to discuss and seek God's wisdom, uh, during that time. So I'm, I'm glad that we, we weren't doing zoom very long. Oh yeah. Well, and it's just a testimony to the church, like in just the importance of meeting together, yeah. you know, cause I, I can tell you like, you know, when things felt chaotic and things going on, there was just this peace when we would get together. Cause it was one of the few environments where, you know, we would, you know, you'd meet and, and, Every time I left there, it's like, oh, it's so good to be with people. And, mm. Oh, I wish we could be meeting as a church because, like, we need this right now, you know, and we yeah. need it all the time. But, but especially then, you just really miss that connection with the body of Christ, and it was, it, it was, it was really encouraging. Well, and it was so tough too because during that time there was so many conflicting messages and information. Do we do mass? Do we not do mass? Do we do one service with a mask and and then one without and and then just, you know, social distancing and, you know, when should we open our doors? Like it was, it was tough. Like we were, we were trying to make the best decisions in the moment with the information we had with wonky information. I mean, did you feel that tension? Like, you know, you have people probably on one side going, no mass, we should be open all the time. And then you have other groups that are like, we got to be safe and careful. Like, you know, was that tension difficult for you or did it feel like we had a pretty clear idea of what we wanted to, how we wanted to kind of lead and serve our congregation? Yeah, I think, um, I think with all the different uh, seasons that we go through, whether it's at work or, or church or with family, like, um, I'm pretty, like, I feel like God's really grown me and, and blessed me in the ways of like being able to like, um, even though I may have my thoughts or opinions on things, but being able to stay neutral and listen and lean in and, and, uh, and be very uh, sympathetic to all different sides. But I, I tell you during that, and then, you know, the season to just to the different things that transpired even beyond that. Um, I think there was a time our emotional shock absorbers were <laughs> just like, okay, yeah. like I feel like we've been kind of, um, trying to be those presents. And I think everybody experienced that, you know, whether you're in a family or, or have employees or, or kids or whatever, you're trying to be that um, steady place for people to just get what's on their heart and, and talk about it out. And uh, just over time, I think everybody just reached that point. And, but it was, um, but yeah, I think that was kind of the interesting thing where it was like, there was a point where, um, and I know Sherry was feeling it too. Like in our families, we just have like two very different, like some people are super concerned about things and some people are super concerned about the other things. And, um, and when we're with them, they're all like, you're on our side, you know, and we're getting the, whether it's the rant or the fear and all of that. And we're just like, you know, and so, um, and even at church, you know, you have people with just like really valid concerns, you know, and so you, you get that and you just listen and then you try to be a steady and encouragement and kind of offer, um, um, some other thoughts and things like that. And so, but there was a point where, um, I think I just reached a point where it was like, Oh man, if some, one more person rants at me right now, like I just 
don't know if I can do it, you know, but, uh, but, uh, so that was kind of like the, probably the tension where I got a little bit, you know, with just different things at work and, and ever and with, um, just kind of leading through different environments. It was like, there was a point where it was like, okay, like at some point, like, and then I then it would start questioning, like, I wonder what is my opinion on these things? Like, I've been so neutral <laughs> on stuff. Like, how do I really feel about the pandemic? How do I really feel about this? You know? Yeah. It was tough. sitting in the background, though, very encouraging um, to me mm-hmm. to watch him go through it with the elder board. Um, and just the focus on how do we best love people was the focus the entire time, regardless of opinions or sides and that was just I've I've always trusted the leadership at the church um so I don't know that I would say it increased trust but I don't know increased my heart maybe for them it was it was just very encouraging to watch the focus be loving and caring for one another oh thank you for sharing well Rob, Robert, your uh, steady presence, uh, your leadership, your contribution. I mean, it's interesting. You talked about our, our elder team very, being very different. We have some who react quickly and have their opinions quickly stated when we are discussing a situation. Others kind of sit back and kind of process and think. And you're more of the one that's going to sit back and kind of listen and process and, and take your time before speaking. But when you do speak, I mean, it's, it's powerful, it's thoughtful, it's prayerful. So, um, yeah, well, let's wrap up with some fun, rapid fire questions. Um, how do you like to Sabbath? How do I like to Sabbath? Um, do you say, and do you Sabbath well? I don't know if I would say I Sabbath well. I think Saturday's morning is kind of the time we hold a little more sacred, uh, a little time to sleep in, and I don't always get the best sleep. That's usually my own fault, though. Um, so that, um, just uh, being with Sherry, being with the kids, I mean, is always uh, a joy, you know, and I, we don't do it as much as we probably should, but just dates with Sherry, I mean, it's, um, it's Sherry and I just, God's really blessed our relationship. And so we're just genuinely best friends. And so it's just like any, any time I just get to be with her, even if it's going to fries, like I just want to be with her, you know? So, you know, I, you guys do date night shopping also. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, but, uh, but if, yeah, if she's going to fries, I'm like, well, I want to go. You know? I want to so, go too. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so, um, so yeah, that, and then, um, and then, uh, right now I'm attempting to play uh, hockey. I joined a little men's league. So, um, and that's Sabbath. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. It's not cause it's like, it's really tiring, but the interesting, the, the thing that I've noticed is like in the midst of the game, like my mind is usually nowhere else. And it's oh, kind of yeah. one of those rare nice. environments. I'm a thinker, I'm a processor. And so it's like, it's, it's weird. Like I'm kind of, I'm way out of shape, so it's like a way more of a struggle than it probably should be for me. But it gets my, it kind of clears my mind. So um, even if I'm not feeling like it when I'm on the ice, it's just like, oh, this is like nice to not have that stuff in my head. Now I'm just thinking about like how much better I should be at this than I am. You know, so Sherry, how do you Sabbath and do you Sabbath well? I lazy well. You lazy well. Yeah, that's oh, okay. Way to put it. I think we do that well together. <laughs> I don't Sabbath well, but I think my favorite thing to do would probably be get out in nature. Yeah. 
That's awesome. All right. Uh, the three most important apps on your phone. They could be important. They could be your just your favorite, your, your fun apps. But you hand me your phone, and I say you only got three apps. I hand your phone back. What are the three that you want to have on your phone? I'd say phone, text, probably email. So voice, when you say voice, mm-hmm. like voice, text, and email. Wow. All about communication. Yeah, that's right. I guess so. Wow, that's really cool. I've never heard that answer. I love that. I love that. What about you, Rob? Uh, I'm too much of a processor, so I'll, I'll need a few minutes to think <laughs> about that. But no, I'd probably say um, text. Um, I'd probably say Safari because that's kind of a cheat. I can go to a lot of different things. That's on true. That, so if I still Good need cheat. Nice. YouTube, um, you know, or whatever I need, I can go there. But um, probably that. And then... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think probably I'm a little bit of a uh, a nerd in the aspect of like our household finances and stuff. So I, I'm constantly looking at those apps and I don't know why I like find that fun, <laughs> um, but I do. So it would probably be, yeah, probably my calculator. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I use that a lot for dumb reasons. I don't, I'm not a math wizard, so I'm not trying to communicate that at all, but I'm yeah. always figuring stuff, so. <laughs> Well, we already talked about uh, vacation, so I'm going to throw uh, a curveball at you. Would you rather be more analytical or more creative? Probably analytical. Analytical. Okay, why? Because I think I'm not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. And so you'd like to be able to look at things and yeah, and dissect it and figure it out. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Rob? More analytical or more creative? Probably more creative. Okay think so but i think that's just because i feel like i don't have a whole lot of that so okay great um what makes you laugh more physical or verbal comedy verbal verbal okay rob i don't know i i think anything's funny like i i get and i'll just and i'm one of these guys like i'll just start like i'll just think of something that happened and i'll start laughing out loud and i can't stop it and i'm been in places that are not funny at all that I just start busting up laughing and I can't get it under control where it's almost rude. So like (laughs) I, I, it's everything. I, I mean, I like a good mascot at a game and, you know, and, and so maybe it's more physical comedy, but, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I just everything. I don't know. So last question, favorite book of the Bible or favorite book at the moment. Cause I, I think it kind of can change for people. I think for me it would be Ephesians probably. Oh, yeah. I think the language in it is soft and um, passionate, I guess. Tender. Yeah. Caring. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of going to go there too. I just love how it kind of states where you are and then gives you that practical application. Of mm. it. Like I just really like how that transition happens. Um, but I would uh, – but I, I never like to steer too far away from the Gospels. So I like John. I like Mark. Um, just because I have a tendency to, like, forget who I am. Like, I, I know who I am, but, like, in my heart, forget who I am. And just being able to have Jesus in front of me mm. um, more and more to know him. Like, I, I really need that in my life. Uh, it'd be just because I, I'm pretty quick to, like, get to that, you know, I don't know, just that's where I feel like God really moves in my heart was when uh, Christ is grabbing a hold of, hold of me and I'm, I'm looking at him and seeing him and following in love with who he is. And it's like, it's really 
um, important for me to not get too far outside of that. And the gospels kind of helped me there. So that's awesome. Well, Robert Sherry, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We love you so much. Thank you for your contribution to our church and your leadership and how you serve. Uh, For those of you listening, we love you. We hope this has been fun and entertaining and encouraging. Uh, And until next time, thanks. Thanks. Thanks.